to Life Coaching on the Move. Um, your host, Dawn Fisk, Life Coaching Trainer. Um, welcome along. I'm thrilled to bits that you're here. Um, I know that there are hundreds and hundreds of different podcasts that you could choose and that you've actually chosen to select this one. I'm thrilled. Um, I'm very, very grateful. If there's any subject you'd like me to cover, please just drop me a line at dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk. Um, now, this you can probably hear the heater in the background. It's cold. I've got a little heater warming up my feet. Um, I'm office based today. Sometimes I'm out in the countryside. Today I'm not. It's too cold for that. Um, but I don't script write and I don't edit or anything because I want this to come from the heart. So, um, this is me. If you're a long-term listener, then welcome back. And thank you so much for spreading the word. I know that you all are spreading the word because my listener base is expanding all the time, which I'm so, so grateful for because it means other people can benefit um, in the same way that I hope you are benefiting from the little um, topics that we cover on this podcast. So um, thank you for sharing it. And please do continue to share it and actually help people by downloading it for them because many, many people uh, still don't know how to download podcasts. They don't know how to access them, find them, download them onto their phones or systems and listen to them. So um, if you just do that once, in the next week you'd be helping somebody. It doesn't have to be for my podcast, by the way, it can be for all sorts. And um, everybody will benefit. So um, let's not waste any more time. Let's crack on to this week's subject. Today we're talking about sleep. Um, Sleep is the most powerful, natural, health-providing behavior that any of us can perform. Um, It helps us with mental performance, memory, creativity, um, good weight maintenance because it maintains our our appetite hormones, um, our motivation, our sport in terms of muscle repair and our energy. Um, So really sleep needs to be a priority. It's essential for all our performance and our health. It helps our immunity, everything. Conversely, obviously, on the other side of that sword is it with poor sleep or regular insomnia and inadequate sleep, then all of those areas will suffer. Our immune system will suffer, stress will kick in, our stress response, um, our weight will be affected, our creativity, our memory, our motivation, and so on and so on and so on. So it is key and important for all animals. Um, In fact, I was reading something the other day that was uh, telling us that even hibernating bears, when they're in deep hibernation, you 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 would assume that their brainwaves stay the same. Well, very, very low brainwaves, low brain activity, consistently through the whole period of um, hibernation. But in fact, that's been found not to be the case. In fact, they found that it intervals throughout the hibernation period those brain waves change and go into sleep brain waves um, so they kind of I guess um, come out of the hibernation mode slightly and move into sleep uh, sleep state of some form in order to get the rejuvenation and um, all the benefits that we all all animal life get from sleep and then they go back down into hibernation mode. So it's hibernation alone is not adequate and sufficient for their survival. They have to still get into some sleep mode and brainwave activity for them to survive that. So interesting, I thought. So 
but many of us have problems sleeping. Um, now, there can be two types of sleep problems. Um, there can be the clinical problem. The, the general population um, have just the odd bad time. They might have the odd bad day, bad night, um, and that's often just because of poor sort of sleep hygiene. Um, the vast majority of us, it might be that we've had too much caffeine or we've been reading our devices late at night and now we're worrying about that email that came through or we had exercise but it was too late in the day so we're quite quite fired up and um, our endorphins are still coursing through our body so we can't get into good good sleep yet for a while. Um, so it's, you know, many of us get a, the odd bad night. But then there's the other side that uh, have the clinical insomnia. Um, so the regular insomnia, they can go night after night after night with real bad nights, poor sleep, to the point where, and I had this, I talked to you about this on previous podcast, uh, where I was suffering from anxiety a lot. Um, and I would lay awake night after night for hours and hours. Now, I do believe that hormones and menopause was related to that. I do believe that has a big, big effect. Uh, but I definitely was provoked by negative thought patterns, um, concerns, fear, anxieties about my health because of a big health issue that I'd been through. Um, and also the health of my son who was going through similar and different experiences. I talk in depth about it on another podcast, but I think they were triggered by those things. But then I got into almost learned response, um, a pattern. I got into a, a, a bad cycle really, to the point where I would then dread bedtime. I would hate the bedroom, hate the bed, just everything, all were interconnected. And so I would anticipate a bad night. I would fear a bad night before I'd even got into bed. Then I get into bed and I'm fired up. I'm anxious. And of course, you can't go into a good uh, restful sleep if you're slightly primed and slightly anticipating stress and um, all of that. Because what happens is our amygdala, the part of the brain um, uh, that is the fear center, is triggered. It was triggered once by my thoughts, then it gets practice and it, it's programmed or, you know, you get that, that trigger has been pressed. So in fact, you get two bad nights then three and so on and so on, because sometimes it can get very pre practice, very um, programmed um, on a second, third and fourth exposure. It gets better, more practiced, more ingrained. Um, and then you get all the responses just automatically. Um, and it's the amygdala is all involved with the fight or flight. So you get the physical responses where your heart is racing, your hands are sweaty and clammy, uh, your breathing is shallow. Um, all of that, that proper fight or flight is triggered. You can't go to sleep when you're in that anxious mode. Um, so for me, it was triggered by those sorts of thoughts. But for many of us, it can be others, you know, money worries, um, anxieties about your job, your career, security, uh, how you're going to make ends meet, or it could be you've got a big presentation coming up and the boss is going to be there, a big audience, it's all key and very, um, there's a lot dependent on it. Or you've got a big interview and you've got to get that job and you've got to sort your career out or um, a date or just all sorts of pressures. You've got a big customer that you're going to present in front of or you've got a big event that you've been training for maybe um, a fitness event, that you, a big 
competition that you've got or performance if you're in drama or music, a music performance, something like that. It can be all sorts of things that can trigger this. And then every time you've got something like that, another performance or another show or another interview, you get the same because your amygdala is now programmed. Oh, God, I've got another interview tomorrow. Straight switches on and there's the anxiety. So it gets very practiced and very efficient at getting you those physical responses, those physical reactions, as if you are stood up on stage doing the performance. You're not. You're led in bed with the light off, trying to get to sleep, but you're getting the same performance and same reactions. And that is not conducive to a good night's sleep. So, although, of course, it is very, very wise to do all the good sleep hygiene sort of practices, the good sleep strategies, such as cut down your caffeine from lunchtime onwards, increase your fresh air intake of the day, go for a nice walk out embracing air, um, you know, get some fresh air to the system, good for the brain, good for everything. There's no downside to that whatsoever and lots and lots of upsides. As you know, I've mentioned it so many times. Nothing a good bracing air and fresh air can't solve, I think. Um, get some exercise, but not too late, not sort of after eight or nine in the evening because your temperature goes up and you can't sleep and your endorphins are released. So all those good sleep strategies, a warm bath, they say warm milk helps. Bananas are supposedly help. Something in bananas that help you sleep. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, reduce your alcohol. Reduce your caffeine. Reduce large meals late at night sitting on your stomach. Reduce the amount of cheese you eat or protein that you eat. Um, that sort of thing. They all help. The thing I've also found myself um, lately, and I so deeply regret that I didn't do this sooner, but um, I, uh, my pillows, I would take it out of my pillows, I'd be constantly trying to turn them over, get them into shape, thumping, you know, like, like a classic sort of comedy act where you're trying to shape the pillows and you lay down and you don't sleep, so you back up again and reshape them. I actually realised the pillows are rubbish, they're years old, naff, I've seen better days, and so it was my birthday a few weeks ago and I asked um, for, on my little birthday wish list, um, a really lovely... Um, high quality pillow and I got it which was nice um, but I cannot tell you how that has helped me it has been the best thing ever how I survived with those other other pillows before and now it's just one really good quality pillow and it, it, I, it was the best thing ever I should have done it months and months and months ago so if, if one thing out of this podcast today is treat yourself to a really high quality pillow um, or I'll put it on your wish list for birthday or Christmas or wait for the sales and save up and just do some self-care and put yourself first and invest in a good pillow. I haven't looked back, back and I would definitely recommend it. However, um, what I want to share with you now, though, is just a little gem that I was listening to on a podcast. Um, I have mentioned this podcast series before. It's my favorite one. I listen to many. This one is a brilliant one called Don't Tell Me the Score, uh, which you can listen to on uh, the BBC radio. Um, it's BBC um, 4, Radio 4, I think, um, by Simon Mundy, M-U-N-D-I-E. But he had, uh, I know sport is the theme, the underlying theme, but actually he keeps stressing you don't have to be sporty to listen to it and benefit from it. They draw on the metaphor of sport and how it can be useful in all walks of life, business, home, personal, um, 
learnings that you can take from the world of sports, such as resilience, fear, motivation, etc., energy, sleep. <laughs> um, so I was listening to one recently by, let me just see, who was it by? Dr. Guy Meadows, who's talking all about insomnia for sport, but for other reasons too. And I just wanted to share the bits that I took from it because I found it really, really interesting because as you know, I have struggled with this in the past. And he does say that this approach can be used for almost anything such as anxiety, stress, depression, as well as just straightforward insomnia. Although he says the insomnia is always triggered by some, some thoughts anyway, so they do go hand in hand. So I listened with interest and I took lessons from it and I just wanted to share them with you in case you don't listen to it. Um, so what he says really is do not try and fight your thoughts. You're led awake at 3 a.m. You can't sleep predominantly because there are lots of negative thoughts coming into your mind so often. Um, we go to dark places when we're awake and everybody else in the house is asleep. We feel that the rest of the world in fact is fast asleep and we're the only ones that are awake and our head takes us off into places where we're just, just horrible places for me anyway. Um, and for many of my clients. And then when, once we're there, we let them grow. Um, they grow into big realities. We get the physical reactions, the heart racing and the stress, etc., etc. It's horrible. It's horrible. And very lonely as well. And very frightening at times, for me anyway. Um, but he says don't try and resist them because, um, of course, what we resist persists. And if I said to you now, just don't think about it. Just don't, don't let those thoughts come in your mind. That's pointless me saying that because they are going to come in your mind. And, you know, you, <laughs> they are going to pop up. They are going to come from nowhere. They are going to just get there. What we're saying instead is, yep, let them in. And I think I said this on a previous podcast that a psychiatrist told one of my a top Harley Street psychiatrist told one of my clients that if there were such a thing as thought police, we would all be under arrest and in jail because we all have random, bizarre, weird, worrying uh, thoughts that come left field from nowhere. Uh, all of us, the trick is to ooh, notice it and then let it go. So um, don't associate with the thought is basically what I took from the podcast episode of this doctor who's a sleep specialist. Um, he says, we, in fact, we have to dissociate from the thoughts. So they're going to happen and don't resist them. Um, so we may have thoughts like I'm not going to sleep tonight or I'm anxious and I'm going to have a panic attack, etc. So he says transform those thoughts into so that you slightly defuse them, you slightly reduce their power by dissociating from them. So instead of I'm not going to sleep, I, as in I, in your subconscious, you change it to I'm having the thought that I'm not going to sleep tonight. Or he says even better still is transform it further to my mind is telling me the thought that I'm not going to sleep tonight. So you kind of put it on your mind. You, you disassociate it and distance yourself from it instead of I'm not going to sleep tonight or I'm going to have a panic attack. My mind is telling me the thought that I'm going to have a panic attack. So you've kind of you've, you've distanced yourself from it and diffused it. It takes away the power of the thought and reduces it significantly. 
Um, also, he recommends that you look at the evidence to support that. So if you're saying, oh, God, I've got a presentation tomorrow, which means I'm not going to sleep tonight. I never sleep before a presentation and I'm going to fluff it up because I'll be tired in the morning. Oh, God, I need some sleep because I've got to do this presentation. Look at the evidence um, because, you, you know, you are associating it now with you're going to do poor performance in that marathon that you're training for. I, d I haven't slept, I'm going to do really badly and I won't have any energy in my legs. Look at the evidence. Well, actually, I didn't sleep on the first marathon I did, but actually I did fine. Or I, um, I didn't sleep last time I presented to the board, um, but actually I presented fine or, or whatever. So just counteract the evidence. Look, look for disproving evidence because it will be there. Um, and then what you need to do is to hugely dissociate or take away the function of the thought is to basically play with it. So um, it, just don't let it get power to. So what he recommends is that you play and have fun with the thoughts instead of let them get a hold of you and strangle you and drag you down. He just wel says, welcome them in, name them, give them a fun name, oh, hello. Um, he calls his head of drama when he's having an anxiety attack. He'll say, oh, hello, head of drama. It's 2 a.m. I rather thought you'd be here. Come on in. Come on. Well, good to see you. Come in. Oh, I see you've brought your, your friends. I see you've brought the circus with you. Well, come on in, everybody. Let's just lie together um, and get some, get some rest. So what he mentions, actually, which for me was really, really important as well, was that even though you're not able to sleep, don't don't try and make that the goal. Don't I've got to get some sleep. I've got to get the sleep because what you know that that becomes all absorbing, um, and you're not going to sleep when you're thinking like that. So he says, forget trying to get to sleep. Don't even tell yourself. Don't even make that the goal. Instead, accept that you're getting some rest, and look at the importance of just merely getting some rest. Um, so come on in, friends. Come on in. We'll all lie together. Let's have some fun. Um, let's have a little party. Let's let the circus frolic around and do their bit. Uh, we're just going to lay here and get some rest. I'm just going to lay and get some rest. I'm just going to notice my breathing. Because actually the reality is lying there peacefully in your bed, snuggled up with a comfy pillow. He didn't say that, but I've added that in. Um, and we've reduced our caffeine and we've had some fresh air and we've done some exercise earlier on in the day and we've eaten well and not too late, then just getting some rest in our bed, just calming down, is very rejuvenating. You get loads from that. Not quite as much as you would from the proper sleep, admittedly, but you get loads from it still, nevertheless. Um, so he says, you know, do not underestimate the power of just laying there and resting and noticing your breathing, your muscles, everything's repairing, everything's rejuvenating just by being still, just by being, you know, let down, relaxed and chilling. And he said, make that your goal instead, because actually then you've taken all the power and the big, the bigness of the big goal of trying to get to sleep, you've taken all that away, accepted, I'm just resting. You reap benefits from it and then actually you're far more likely bit by bit because you're reducing the amygdala response now, the hold that it's got by disassociating from the thoughts, by naming them and having fun with them. They're not as strangling and as detrimental and as powerful on you. So you're reducing it. So actually what you're doing is you're reprogramming the amygdala and it will learn slowly but surely 
that the physical reaction is lesser and lesser and lesser. So it reduces and reduces. And in fact, you get to the point where you, you begin to drift off each night. That gets smaller and smaller time before you drift off and before you know it. You've reprogrammed the amygdala. It doesn't give you the same response. It's not giving you the same thoughts and you have overcome your insomnia. So by taking away that goal of I've got to get some sleep to I'm just gonna rest, you immediately increase your chances particularly if you keep doing it long-term of, of getting better quality sleep. And all of those benefits that I listed out before of uh, better uh, motivation, better uh, creativity, increased immunity, etc. you will benefit from all of those, or all of those will benefit from just getting a rest. So don't be tempted to make the mistakes of, oh, I'm led away, what a waste of time. I'm going to check my emails, or I'm going to send some emails, or put, don't put your device on, get that blue light. Don't go downstairs and bake some cakes, or clean the house, or do the ironing, because you might as well, because you're awake now, because you're not then resting and getting all of the benefits. And you can't fall asleep if you're stood ironing. You can, however, accidentally just drift off if you're led in bed and just noticing your breathing and just stay there and have some fun thoughts and fun with the thoughts and, and take away their function. Um, so call them whatever you want. It could be head of drama, it could be circus, it could be um, name them, whatever. Just just name them, have fun with them, don't don't think they've got control over you, they haven't, just let them in and then let it calm you down. And after a week or so, you, you will get more sleep naturally because you're reprogramming the triggers to the amygdala. Um, so in a way, it's like watching a storm from a window rather than being outside in the storm, in the rain and the thunder. So you're kind of watching it from, from another angle. Um, so don't try and control insomnia, just you just need to let insomnia be let it go let that big issue go and stop trying to control it um, um because you know what we resist persists and if you're trying to fight that and dread bedtime and so on so i've been doing this i've been trying um, i've just been welcoming it oh hello you know let the thoughts in and so on in fact actually a friend of mine who's runs quite a lot of marathons and is quite often training for one or another marathon and i was talking to him when he was uh, last training i think for a marathon and he had had picked up this advice similar actually where it just welcomed the pain you know he would he, in training he learned to stop fighting the, anything that hurt he, he learnt to say, he was telling me, he learnt to say, oh, hello, um, knee pain. I thought you'd come along. Come on, come along for the run then. Let's run together. And it's bizarre. I know you're probably thinking I've lost my marbles. <laughs> um, but try it. You've got nothing to lose by trying it and potentially everything to gain. So if anxiety or stress or a little bit of depression or insomnia and bad nights are an issue for you, you know, negative thoughts coming in at night, worrying thoughts, depressing thoughts, anxiety, whatever. If they come in, then try this because you've got nothing to lose by changing the thoughts or trying to ignore them or squash them down or silence them isn't going to work. But by changing their impact and their function and having some fun with them and oh, hello, anxiety, I thought you'd come along tonight. I felt that brewing. 
oh, my mind is telling me that I, or feeding me anxious thoughts, you're disassociating from them and going, just have some fun. See what happens. Like my friend with the pain, oh, hello, knee pain. Come on in then, we're running this together, shall we? Um, it, it loses its impact. Um, because otherwise he was saying, and I love this phrase actually in the podcast, he said, otherwise what you're trying to do is put a fire out with petrol. And you just would not do that um, under any circumstance ever try and do that. So in a way, that's what we're trying to do. You, you're trying to get over insomnia by putting your phone on under blue light and going downstairs and getting up and getting out of bed and going off and doing the ironing. That is not going to overcome the insomnia. The aim for the rest, you will benefit from it, and it actually it may well naturally lead on to improved sleep anyway. Um, so, sleep is important, and I was thinking the other day actually um, that the olden days. I think actually, when you look back on the olden days, I think they had so much right that we have lost and we need to revisit. But do you remember in the olden days, or at least in the books about the olden days, they used to send somebody that had been poorly or unwell. Um, or injured or whatever, um, they used to send them off to the country to their aunties or their cousins or somebody like that into the country to uh, convalesce. And what I think they were really doing, they were sending them to the countryside, maybe for away from the cities, to the country, to clean air, to sit out in the warm gardens, get some sunshine, walk along the beaches, get some fresh air, some bracing uh, sea air, some exercise, some good food and some rest. So we can do all of those things again for ourselves. We don't have to go back into the olden days. We just need to bring them into our lives. And I know I beat this drum a lot, uh, but I do not apologize for it. Fresh air, exercise outside, gyms are fine, but it's recycled air and it's artificial heat and light. Not so good for us at all. Fresh air outside, some exercise, be it a bracing walk or skateboarding or whatever your thing is. Um, and that will help your sleep and it will help you uh, lift any depression or reduce any stress and increase your immunity. Everybody is off at the moment with sickness, bugs. The school closed two days early. My son was sent home because half the staff were vomiting. So everything's going round at the time of this recording. Um, many of my friends are laid up with coughs, colds, chest infections and bugs and flus. Um, we need to get outside we need to kill those germs off fresh air is the tonic for all i believe sunlight great healer natural healer vitamin d natural healer um, exercise reduces and burns off all those stress chemicals so if you want to do anything for your sleep anything from your anxiety point of view your stress your immunity everything for yourself it's just about to be Christmas. It's a week before Christmas when I'm recording this, but I'm not sure when it's going to go out. But it'll be around about the Christmas period time. So many of us have got some annual leave. Could be the perfect time with or without relatives or visitors that you've got at Christmas to go for a good walk every day over the Christmas period. Try it. I promise you it will set you up for a good start in January in terms of your... Um, overall well-being in terms of your outlook and you will have boosted your vitamin d to keep away the seasonal affective disorder or sads so um he will help your sleep if you can get to the coast even better fresh sea air is so good for sleep um a, a new pillow definitely um so what i would like you to take away from today is do all of those activities it doesn't have to be olden days we can build that into our lifestyles 
Um, if you're doing it by yourself, then listen to podcasts and listen or upbeat music or uplifting stuff or learn something. And so you're working on the mind as well. Or do mindfulness while you're walking. Be mindful of every step you take and, and work on your breathing and so on. All of it will help your sleep. And if your sleep is improved, your everything improves as a result. Everything. Um, so I hope that that has been really, really useful. Uh, it, you know, take on board just one or two of the strategies, play with them. Um, blame me if you feel they're, they're mad. They probably are a little bit mad, but that doesn't make it wrong and it makes it fun. Um, so give it a try. Drop me an email, dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk. And I would just say it has really helped me. Um, and everything that I mention on these podcasts, it's work in progress for me too. It's always stuff that I'm working on or working with clients and have been working with clients recently. It's topical and that's why it stands out for me because it's been topical. So, um, and I know it's that time of year where we need, we need to take care of ourselves because of the bugs, the coughs, the colds, the high stress for Christmas, the high expectations and often some disappointments and some loneliness. And there's a whole gambit of emotions that are around at this time of year. So we've got to look after ourselves. Um, so take care, sleep really, really well and feel good as a result. And I look forward to seeing you and speaking to you, should I say, on the next podcast episode of Life Coaching on the Move. If this has been helpful, please, please share it with one of your friends um, or more um, because it could be equally useful to them who they may or may not be struggling with this or some of the past library episodes that are available to everybody. So thank you um, and take care.